All right, let's get going. Oh, uh, we left off at uh, at the 16th chapter. Uh, let me, we're going to back up just a little bit here. Uh, the uh, and we're we're going to pick up back with Revelation. Of course, I'm using the Living Bible. I just think it just I think it just helps. Uh, but anyway, you get to the same point regardless. Uh, if you flip back to the King James, a lot of times, see what just look just for instance. Let's we're. We're going to start the 16th, but just take the 15th chapter. We'll flip it to King James right here. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. Well, I understand that. Seven angels having the seven last plagues. Yeah, okay, good. That's good. Uh, for in them is filled up For in them is filled up the wrath of God. See how the wording is just a little bit funny? It's, it's filled up the wrath of God. And uh, uh, let's see. Of course, and it says, and I saw... Uh, and I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name and stand on the sea of glass having harps. Now, what's interesting is, oh, remember, we've already, people are getting saved everywhere. And the ones who are in trouble and deserve a rebuke are the people who are fighting against the Lord. And we as Christians, as you, as you read this, and you need to read it over and over again. And just tell the Lord, you know, look, I need a blessing today. And you said, if I'd read this, I'd get blessed. Prepare yourself for a blessing because we ought to get it. It's just like trying to learn the alphabet, you know. I remember I learned it, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the song. And I still, to this day, go, let's see, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. It's the pattern, okay, and you get it. It's wonderful. Thank God for it. But anyway, so look at this. And those that were, uh, and I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast. Praise God, people are getting the victory over, I mean, they're, and over his image, over his mark. Hallelujah. But anyway, and notice it says, and they sing the song of Moses. And now let's switch it back to the Living Bible just a second. Oh, vastly different. No, it's not. And I saw in heaven another, oh, excuse me. Yeah, I saw in heaven another mighty pageant showing things to come. Seven angels who were assigned to carry down to earth the last seven, the, the seven last plagues. And then at last God's anger will be finished. Yeah, all right. Spread out before me what seemed to be an ocean of fire and glass, and all that had stood on it had been uh, victorious over the evil creature, his statue, uh, his mark and number. They were all holding harps. Praise God. Okay, so now we're going to pick up where we left off uh, at the end of the 15th chapter. Oh, they're singing this song here. This, you know, it's funny. Look at this. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to study the 15th chapter. There's seven verses. That is, that's like the 23rd Psalm. We don't want to take months to read the 23rd Psalm. You know, that's a good thing to have memorized as the 23rd Psalm. You'd be surprised at how easy, you know, uh, uh, it would be just to, and, and it all comes under the umbrella of meditating in God's word. Everything you put your hand to it prosper. Okay. But anyway, so uh, interesting enough here, we, we've already heard, we've heard a long time ago. And of course, we saw it here, you know, the number 666. Okay. You know, it's interesting. So far in the book of Revelation, we have seven, seven, seven. We got seven trumpets, and oh, excuse me, we got seven seals. Remember the seals? First seal was a white horse. Second one was a red horse, then a black, and then a pale. You know, you go back and look at that. And then all of a sudden, we had there was seven uh, seals, and then there was seven trumpets. And those trumpets, one of those trumpets was a mountain went into the ocean and a third of the ocean, and then there was a star and a third. It landed on a third of the rivers and whatever, and uh, earthquakes and whatever. So we had, uh, set, there were seven seals, seven trumpets, and this is it. This is all there is. Seven plagues, seven last plagues. 
Wow. Okay. All right, so here we go. So the last thing we read there in the 15th chapter was the temple, and this is in heaven, was filled with smoke and his glory and power. No one could enter until the seven angels had completed pouring out their seven uh, plagues. All right, here we go. 16th chapter. Uh, just and, remember as an English teacher, I would be forbidden to ever start a sentence with and. That's because this was here to help us, the markers and stuff. There's only 22 chapters of Revelation. It's so fast. And I heard a mighty angel shouting from the temple to the seven angels. Now go your ways. Now I want to point this out again. The Bible is not mythological. The Bible doesn't use types and shadows and stuff like that like we think, you know. And I'll hear people say, you know, Jesus always used things. He did not. He got right to the point. He didn't do that with the Pharisees. He said, you guys are in deep trouble. He didn't say, well, let me see if I can come up with a little thing. to kind of... No, you're going to be, oh, if you don't believe that I'm he, you know, you're going to die in your sins is what Jesus said. He didn't say, let me see if I can create a little. No, he just flat out told them, if you don't believe that I'm the one, you know, many are called, few are chosen. Remember the way is broad as the gate that leads to destruction. He didn't try to change it in any other way. All right, here we go. I heard a mighty uh, voice shouting from the temple to the seven angels. Now go your ways and empty out the seven flasks of the, rask of, of the wrath of God upon the earth. Again, when you read the Bible, and we were read, or, or Revelation here specifically, oh, it says if you read it to the church, you know, you'll be blessed. And so as we read it, which should take place pretty quick. I know we've chopped it up into a couple of different, uh, uh, different sessions here. But anyway, you see the time frame. This has happened so fast. Okay. So here we go. The first angel left the temple. We don't say, well, I guess he took his jolly well time. And No, here he goes. And you can actually see uh, the advantage of reading the scriptures you do over and over again. Like you say, okay, if there was seven seals, just work on that one first. What was it? Seven, seven, seven. It was seven seals. And then what was the next one? Oh, yeah, seven trumpets. Just, just try to catch it. And then, oh, seven last plagues. So there weren't. Stones and rocks or whatever. It was just the last plagues. Okay. So anyway, this guy left the temple, poured out his flask over the earth. Now watch the words here. Now, again, if we would read this instead of thinking, uh, 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 and I heard this as a, a young minister, Richard, people can read their Bible at home. You talk too, they'll say you talk too fast. You need to slow down. I'm like, man. I'm not, I'm not changing. Oh, there were so many people. Nobody here, but I'm just saying. So many people just, I don't, it's all about me. I, I'd rather look, you know, just, just to get away. It's like why David danced naked before the ark. And his wife got so mad. Michael was so mad at him. And he said, nothing. He said, I was nobody. And that's the reason I danced before that ark. Because I had nothing. All I have is Jesus. And you want to stay in that attitude. All I've got is Jesus. Because if, let's say... You know, a lot of iffy things in the world right now. If it went belly up, guess what? Your heart's letting out your heart be troubled. You'd be fine, you know? So here we are. All right, so the first angel left the temple, poured out his flask over the earth. Watch this. Horrible, malignant sores broke out on everyone. Oh, look at this wording. Who had the mark of the creature. Oh, praise God. This is normal. All the children of Israel in the land of Goshen, the scripture tells us when Moses was down there. And remember, Moses didn't want to go, but the Lord, the Lord blessed the socks off of Moses. Remember, Moses said, I'm not going to talk. Well, okay, we'll get Aaron to talk. But as you read what happened, Moses was so bold. Aaron, I can handle this. Right after the 
water turned into blood and stuff. Moses said, I got this. I got this. Remember, God had told Moses, who makes mouths? Because Moses is going, I can't speak. And the book of Acts says that Moses was an orator. He was trained. He knew, but he was just scared. And you can't blame him. Pharaoh wanted him dead. That's the reason he left for 40 years. All right, here we go. Back up to this. First angel pours out this on the earth. Of course, I believe we're in heaven. But hey, if we were down here, well, you won't be. But people are getting saved. That's what's happening here. And they're not under, they're not under, you know, all this made up stuff. It, when you read the book, you read this yourself. Don't take it from somebody else. Read it yourself. You go, whoo, two angels flying around saying, hey, don't take that mark. <laughs> and then we just read that some of them had the victory over, and they were, and he said, this is your patience. He didn't say, well, y'all deserved it. Y'all were slow to give your life to Jesus Christ. Well, then why didn't Jesus say that to the guy on the cross with him? When he says, hey, Lord, remember me. Jesus, well, no, you think now's a good time? That's the way some people would act today. Man, the first shall be last. Yeah, and the last shall be first. We've got to be merciful. All of this big show is merciful because the time had to close. Remember, we get, we get pinged for this all the time. Where's Jesus at? Where's Je That's where we've got to have our miracles. We're waiting till the end of this age. God's mercy is waiting for people to give their life to Christ. That's what it says in 1 Peter. The Lord's not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's what He's doing here. So here comes these, well, it's going to get me if I gave my life to Christ. No, it's not. So, okay, here we go. So all these horrible malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the creature and was worshiping His statue. You know, the same stupid stuff that we saw that happened to a lot of these kings in the Old Testament, Israel, you know, and Judah. Well, we want to worship somebody else. Well, yeah, you can kiss your blessings goodbye. All right, here we go. The second angel. Well, that was the first one. The second angel poured out his flask upon the oceans, and they became watery blood of a dead man, and everything in all the oceans died. Notice now we're seeing all the oceans. Prior to that, when that mountain fell, it was just a third at the time. The third angel, whoa, we're already on three. The third angel poured out his flask upon the rivers and the springs, and they became blood. So here goes your, you know, your uh, Colorado, nice uh, Rocky Mountain water. It's, it's now blood. Notice this, and I heard this angel of the waters declaring, you are just in sending this judgment. Well, wait a minute, Jesus is passive, and he just, that is such baloney. He never has been passive. You are just in sending this judgment, O Holy One, who is and was, for your saints and prophets have been martyred and their blood poured out upon the earth, and now in turn you've poured out the blood of those who murdered them. It's their just reward. Yep, you're going to reap what you sow. Yeah. Now remember who it is. It's the people worshiping the beast, the ones that took the mark. Man, they, they, they still are planning on Armageddon. You, as you read this, you'll see they're all going, we're going to fight him when he comes. They're all going to get thrown in the lake of fire. Anyway, and I heard the angel of the altar say, yes, Lord. Now, hold on a second. Look at the details that we keep getting. The angel of the altar, of the altar. Praise God. You have a high priest in heaven, Jesus Christ. He's also your attorney, and there is an altar. None of us are good enough. We're only good enough because of Jesus. Anyway, let's keep going. Lord God Almighty, your punishments are just and true. And I saw... Uh, and then the fourth angel, there's only seven.
The fourth angel poured out his flask upon the sun, causing it to scorch like Laura was talking about her husband, you know, down at Gulf Shores. You know, I've had bad sunburns. Oh, my gosh, that's, that's just torment you. Causing it to scorch all men with its fire. Everyone was burned by the blast of this heat, and they cursed the name of God who sent the plagues. They did not change their mind and attitude to give him glory. Now, if you were there and you love Jesus, would that be you? Well, no. He already kept you from the malignant sores. And remember, we already have a psalm that says, The sun shall not smite thee by day. And you already know about the children of Israel. A fire by night and a cloud by day. They had air conditioning. Praise God. And that's not you. You wouldn't sit there and be cursing God. Okay. Then the fifth angel poured out his flask upon the throne of the creature from the sea. Okay. And his kingdom was plunged into darkness, and his subjects gnawed their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores, and they refused to repent of all their evil deeds. It's not everybody, is it? It's a group that wants that guy. I'm telling you, we, it could be another thousand years. But we, like I mentioned last week, there is so much dragon flying, whatever, Harry Potter and other kind of movies and sorceries and stuff going on. You can't turn on the TV right now without seeing a dragon flying around and whatever. They're ready for this. They are so ready. They're like, oh, yeah, now there's a real God right there. And they're certainly not going to care if it's got seven heads. That's the reason when it said at the first part, this creature had seven heads. One was dead, but it's going to come back to life. It's not going to bother them. They'll be going, oh, yes, now that's God. If there ever was God, that's God. They're all going to be deceived. But later on, we should get to it. We're going to see a woman, and she's on a creature, and it's got ten heads or something like that, but it'll tell you what those ten heads are. The other one didn't. That's because it's a blooming exactly what it says. Well, they cursed the God of heaven. The sixth angel poured out his flask upon the great river Euphrates. I want to point out something here. So uh, we noticed this was the wrath of God being poured out. Uh, we saw this in, uh, let's see where it actually says one of them. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Seven flask of the wrath of God upon the earth. Now, we're at 16.5. We're going to come back. We're going to look at two, what I like to call nine fives. There's one in Romans 9, verse 5. Uh, what do we got here? And I'm going to put this in the King James. Uh, let's see. It's not nine fives. Excuse me, they're five nines. I had it backwards. Uh, Romans. Romans, and it's five. I just happened to stumble across the numbers one day when I was looking at it. Much more than... Being now justified by his blood. This is to you and I. We shall be saved from wrath. Look at that. Through him. And when you're looking at take the mark of the beast, be thrown in the lake of fire, if, if you were here, and I'm saying this is our grandkids and stuff who, or whoever, your friends who laughed at us, but all of a sudden they decided, whoa, this stuff's real. <laughs> and now they're just like you and I are. They caught on. Okay. But anyway, oh, uh, they're not appointed under this wrath. We just saw that those malignant things didn't get them. Let me show you another one in 1 Thessalonians. It's the same numbers. It's a 5 9. Uh, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9. Same story because that's the story of the cross. For God has not appointed us to wrath. I mean, come on. Remember, the Bible's still going to be down here. And anybody that probably knew me and heard me say it over and over again, that was, didn't care, didn't believe a thing Richard said. Well, it ain't me. I don't care if you believe me or not. And I'm not talking about us, but. People in general that hear, they would go, wait a minute. 
I heard I'm not appointed under. Yeah, exactly. And you had been seeing it live. Remember, there's a scene here where an angel's talking to John, and John turns to worship him. And that angel says, don't worship me. I mean, it couldn't be any more plain. The help that people have for the Lord. All right, here we go. So let's go back to, we were at 16, Revelation 16. And let's keep clicking here. 16, we're at verse 5. All right, so, uh, so this third angel poured out, and here comes the rivers and the fountains. They became blood. And the angel said, yeah, these guys deserve it. Okay, all right, I heard another say, I heard another out of the altar say, even so, oh, we got to that part. Here comes the, here comes the sun. It's burning these people up, you know. Woo. The fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast. Okay, that's where his kingdom gets, gets plunged. In. It was, it, notice it just says it was, uh, oh, let me get back to the, the living Bible. Hang on a second. Third, here we are. All right, here we go. Let's go with uh, Revelation 16, verse 10. The fifth angel poured out his flask upon the throne of the, sea, of the creature from the sea. Uh, his kingdom was thrown, no, was plunged into darkness, and his subjects gnawed their tongues in anguish, and they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores. They refused to repent of all their evil deeds. Now, again, I, I keep stopping and start, but I'm trying to point some things out. You can go back real quickly if you just, Revelation 1, 2, 3 were written to the church before any of this happens. Chapter 4, uh, come up in heaven, you'll see a beautiful sight of heaven, and then the, the, uh, John's saying there's a guy on the throne with a... a a scroll, and they can't find anybody worthy to open it. Okay. And, of course, then they say, well, Jesus can. And then that's when they start opening them along about the fifth chapter. So we're at chapter 10 here. How short is this? This is so short. Five chapters, one chapter we just saw didn't have but seven verses. So see how quick this unveils real quick. Seven, 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 we get it again. Seven, what was it? Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven uh, of these last plagues. So here we are. The sixth angel poured out his flask upon the river of Euphrates. That place doesn't exist. Yes, it does. And it's just north of Israel. Dried it up. Makes sense because the, this is the Middle East and this would be the Far East so that the kings from the east could march their armies across without hindrance. Then I saw three evil spirits disguised as frogs. What is it? We just read it. Look what it says. They leaped from the mouth of the dragon, the creature, and his false prophet. The miracle-working demons conferred with all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord. Yeah, like, that's really going to do anything. You're never going to beat him. But that's all right. See, they know. It's not like, well, well, maybe it's global warming. No, they have seen, they've already seen Jesus with 144,000 standing on a hill over there at one point. They know, oh, my God, he's coming. Mm -hmm. They also have seen that angel, but they go, don't believe that angel. Take the mark of the beast. If you don't take the mark of the beast, you're not going to have anything to eat. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Oh, really? I mean, where could you go with your Bible knowledge? Even if you were made fun of it all your life, and all of a sudden you're going, boy, if there's anything I'm going to do now, I ain't taking that stupid mark of the beast. And you'd go, I remember people in the Bible that were starving, and God took care of them. Yep. Elisha, you know, the ravens took care of him. Plus, they would be finding out that God, God gave them manna. And, uh, anyway. Well, just keep, let's keep going. Richard, be quiet. Just read. All right, here we go. These miracle-working demons conferred with all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great uh, coming judgment day of God Almighty. Remember, there's coming a day. It's appointed unto man once to die. After that, the judgment. Take note, I will come unexpectedly as a thief. That's the words of Jesus. If this was a red-letter Bible, that would be red right here. Blessed are those who 
are waiting, awaiting me who keep their robes readiness and will not need to walk naked and ashamed? Well, wait a minute, the church is not here. Yeah, I believe we're gone. I believe this is a long time from now anyway. We wouldn't live to be here anyway. But if we were, or if I was middle of the road, whatever, didn't care. But that's not me. We've already seen a vast number drawn out, taken out. And the whole while, look at this. Here's some other people. And they are gathered, excuse me, and they gathered all the armies of the world near a place in Hebrew, Armageddon. Yeah, there you go. The mountain of Megiddo. You know, what's also so crazy about all this is this is all real places. Then the seventh angel poured out his flask into the air and a mighty shout came from the throne of the temple in heaven saying, it's finished. The thunder crashed. Remember the seven last, this is it. Seven trumpets. No, excuse me. Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven plagues. This is, this is the end of it. Thunder crashed, rolled, lightning flashed, and there was a great earthquake of a magnitude unprecedented in human history. The great city of Babylon split into three sections. You do know Babylon's a real place. And the cities are, that's Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, you could call it. Remember, that's where he was. And you know Saddam Hussein claimed he was grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. That's not made up by theologians. You just Google it. Uh, who does say Saddam Hussein? Grandson, Nebuchadnezzar. You get all these hits. He had it embedded in his wall. They knew who Nebuchadnezzar was. And Nebuchadnezzar's on our side. As you read Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember what happened after the burning fiery furnace? Remember, Nebuchadnezzar was watching. And he was the one that said, Hey, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, y'all come here. <laughs> and they came out. And boy, Nebuchadnezzar made a decree and said, Anybody who doesn't worship Jehovah God Almighty, the God of the Israelites, he'll be thrown into this fire. That's what Nebuchadnezzar said. And then Nebuchadnezzar got a little big-headed. In the next chapter, it's the fourth chapter, a great chapter. I told you this, but it's worth mentioning. But that's, what the, that's where Babylon's from. And Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you know, he had this dream, and he called on Daniel. Daniel, tell me what that dream was. I, I know you could tell me. Daniel said, oh, man, I... Sir, I wish it wasn't you. Anybody but you. And Daniel said, Sir, you're going to get big-headed. You're going to think you did all this. But see, God gave him everything. And wonderful story for us today. It's not my education. It's not that it's God gave you everything you have today. And you're not going to humble yourself. You're going to lose your kingdom. You're going to graze like an ox. Can you imagine that? Nebuchadnezzar, a great man. They made a statue after him. And now he's out there. Moo. But guess what? Nebuchadnezzar's writing that story because it was a proclamation to the whole kingdom. He said, I got my mind back. And I got my staff back. I got my kingdom back. Mm. Daniel's such a good book. Dan and then Nebuchadnezzar's grandson becomes king. Remember that? His grandson, remember the handwriting on the wall? We use that phrase today. Well, I see the handwriting on the wall. That comes right out of the Bible. Because they took the goblets that came out of the Lord's temple, which they stole from Israel, which Israel deserved it. They were worshiping other gods. And they called for those vessels, and they were drinking it up and getting drunk, having a good time, whatever. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they saw this hand writing on the wall. And I love it. Nebuchadnezzar's, well, uh, anyway, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson's grandma 
came in there when they were all freaking out and said, ah, quit worrying about it. Call Daniel. Daniel will tell you what it means. <laughs> and Daniel came in there and said, hmm, tinky, tinky, far, far, whatever it meant. You know, and he said, hmm, your days are numbered, whatever. But that's where all this comes from. So the great city of Babylon, some big old building, look at this, or city. Man, it's split into three sections. Cities around the world fell in heaps of rubble. <gasps> look at that. I mean, just all around the world. And so all Babylon's sins were remembered in God's thoughts. She was punished to the last drop of anger in the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And the islands vanished, the mountains flattened out, and there was an incredible hailstone from heaven. And here's where those 100-pound hailstones come from. Whoa! Weighing 100 pounds fell from the sky onto the people below. And look at that. And, the, and they cursed God because of this terrible hail. Well, like I say, if I was here... We already have hail that hit when Moses was here, and those that listened to the Lord got there, they got in the house, didn't they? But of course, we already know the Israelites, so they didn't even have it. And you wouldn't need to worry about it either. Boom. One of the seven angels who had poured out the plagues came over and talked to me. He said, Come with me, and I'll show you what's going to happen next. I mean, what's going to happen to the notorious prostitute who sits upon many waters of the world? The kings of the world have had immoral relations with her, and the people of the earth have been, uh, yeah, have been made drunk uh, with the wine of her immorality. Now, you can jump on this and start saying, well, it's just it's all about sex or whatever. No, the prophets use this to illustrate, uh, always were referring to going after other gods. Good way to look at it. Anyway, so the angel took me in the spirit into the world. Remember, there, there, there's nothing but demon worship. So the angel took me in the spirit in the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet animal that had, uh, that had uh, seven heads and ten horns. Quit reading the Bible. I'm going to go look this up and see what this means. He's going to tell you. So you keep reading. Okay, she's sitting on a scarlet animal that had uh, seven heads and ten horns. Okay, written over them was blasphemies against God. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing, beautiful jewelry made from gold and precious gems. And, okay, all right, here we go. Uh, pearls and held in her hand a goblet full of obscenities. Wow. A mysterious caption was written across her forehead. Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes and idol worship everywhere around the world. That's it, see. Anything but Jesus. That's why it's so dangerous to, you know, like we have today, we, we, we just inundated with evolution it was big bang it's if you're christian it's just because you were raised to be brought up as a christian you know it's the truth feel sorry for these people that don't get it they'll get it all those on earth are getting it now or they don't want it you know i can see that uh she was drunk drunk with the blood of the martyrs of jesus she had killed i stared at her in horror why are you so surprised, the angel asked. I'll tell you who she is and what the animal she is riding represents. Well, that's questionable because we need to have books. No, she's going to tell you. He was alive, but isn't now. And yet soon he'll come up out of the bottomless pit and go to eternal destruction. Oh. And the people of the earth whose names have not been... Now, here again, evidence here. The people of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life before the world began. Uh, so there's some people that will have their name's written in the book of life. They're not down here because they're so whatever. It's obvious. They didn't realize what was going on, and now they do, and they, boy, they're, they're on board. They're great. They're like, you got a whole pile of Billy Grahams out here now. 
Billy Graham would give his testimony to you and tell you that, listen, when I go, and I heard him say this uh, on an old, he was preaching, I was listening to it, and he said, come judgment day, he said, I'm looking for, I want mercy. I do not want justice. <laughs> I want mercy. That's what we all want. Say, that's Billy Graham. Listen, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Anyway, here we go. They're going to be dumbfounded. This guy's going to come back from the dead. And now think hard. Well, no, wait. You need a preacher to tell you what this is? No, you don't. His seven heads represent a certain city built on seven hills where this woman has residence. They also represent seven kings. Five have already fallen. Now, this was written at the time 70 years after Jesus was here. Roman Empire or whatever. I ain't worried about it. Look at this. The six now reigns. Well, that meant it had to be reigning 70 years after Jesus was here. Anyway, the seventh is yet to come, but his reign will be brief. Must be America. Well, ours is not that brief. We're still clicking along pretty good. And why would you worry about that? Oh, it just bothers me. I didn't know if that's France, it's Italy. You're, you're already turned from the Bible and are not going to pay attention to the story. Stay with the story. This is an angel sent from Jesus to tell this. I'd rather listen to the angel. Oh, this, okay. His reign will be brief. The scarlet animal that died is the eighth king. Okay. Having reigned before as one of the seven, after his second reign too, will go to his doom. Boy, they're all going down, ain't they? His ten horns are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. And some say, well, that's where America comes from. Well, fine. We'll just leave it at that. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with him. Well, it ain't going to last long. I think it hadn't happened yet. But I ain't worried about it. I'm just going to take that as a scripture, and that's what it is. See, because they're all going to sign a treaty giving their power and strength to him. This is just like he just said to the Antichrist or whatever. Together they will wage war against the Lamb. We just read that in the previous chapter. Remember that guy was going to confer with the kings and we're all going to get Jesus when he comes. We're going to get him. <laughs> this battle, we're going to see it in a second. It's just, boom, thrown in a lake of fire. They'll wage war against the lamb and the lamb will... <laughs> end the story. Well, that's pretty quick. I want to know the details. Was it close? It's like some people say, I want to see Alabama play a football game or maybe your favorite team. You know, I, I, I want to see a... I don't... <laughs> want it to be a blowout, you know, because football to me is exciting. I want to see, I want, I want my team to win. I don't, I don't want it to be close. I'm just so glad it was close. I bet if you ask a quarterback for your team, do you want it to be close? <laughs> He's like, no, we want to get ahead about four touchdowns. We would never want it to be close. Again, this one here, they're going to wage war against the lamb. The lamb will conquer them. For he is Lord over all lords and king of kings. How many times have we heard that? And his people are the called and chosen and faithful ones. Wow. The oceans, lakes, rivers that the woman is sitting on represent masses of people from every race and nation. The scarlet animal is ten horns, which represents ten kings will reign with him, all hate the woman, and will attack her and leave her naked and ravaged by fire. For God will put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. They will mutually give, says the same thing, uh, uh, their authority to the scarlet animal so that the words of God will be fulfilled. This woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. And people today are still just like, oh my God, oh, who is it? Is it Donald Trump? Well, I don't think Donald Trump's over there where Babylon is. 
You know, gee. Here it goes. After all this, time frame, time frame, time frame. See, we, we, we chop it up. We even chop it up with me gabbing on and on. <laughs> all this I saw after the angel came down from heaven with great authority and the earth grew bright with his splendor. What an amazing thing. No, oh, after this I saw this angel. Okay. He gave a mighty shout. Babylon the great is fallen. Is fallen. She's become the den of demons. Some place just bit the dust. A haunt of devils and every kind of evil spirit. For all the nations drunk the fatal wine of her intense immorality. The rulers of the earth have enjoyed themselves with her. Businessmen throughout the world have grown rich from her luxurious living. Then I heard another voice in heaven calling from, a voice calling from heaven, Come away from her, my people. Now wait just a minute. These people deserve it. They were late to come to Jesus, so they die. Oh, mercy. Look at that. And, and look what he's saying. Don't take part in her sins or you'll be punished with her. He keep you out of this. Praise God. Her sins are piled up in highest heaven and God's ready to judge her for her crimes. Do to her as she has done to you and more. Give double penalty for all her double deeds. She brewed many a cup of woe for others. Give twice as much to her. She's lived in luxury and, and, and pleasure. Match it with the torments and sorrows. She boasts, I'm a queen upon my throne. I'm no helpless widow. I'll never experience sorrow. Therefore, the sorrows of death and, uh, and mourning and famine will come and overtake her in a single day. She'll be utterly consumed by fire. For the mighty Lord is, uh, for the, for mighty is the Lord who judges her. And I want to point out something today. You don't get to create your own heaven. I mean, I know we hear that a lot. You see, may see movies and stuff, and when somebody dies, it's almost like celebration. And they're not mentioning Jesus. They're just saying he's a good guy. We're going to miss him. They never mention that he's going to heaven or not. Man, listen, when you pass out of this life, remember Jesus told a story one time. He said there was a, a rich guy, and he had everything, whatever. He had barns and stuff. I know what I'll do. I'll create bigger barns. And then all of a sudden, the Lord said, but hey, your soul is required of you. Who's going to get all these things? In other words, rich in this life, but not rich toward the Lord. Wow, thank God we're rich toward the Lord. Anyway, all the world leaders who took part in her immoral acts, uh, they're going to stand amazed because this place went down fast uh, and enjoyed their favors will mourn, mourn for her as they see smoke rising from her charred remains. They will stand far off trembling with fear and cry out, Alas, Babylon. So it's not a woman. It's a city, isn't it? That great mighty city, in one moment her judgment fell. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn for her, for there's no one left to buy their goods. She was their biggest customer for gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, finest linens, purple silk, scarlet. It's fixed to say slaves here. Every perfume wood, ivory, and most expensive car wooden carvings, brass, iron, marble, spices, perfumes, incense, ointments, frankincense, what's everything? Wine, olive oil, fine... Flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, chariots, and slaves, and even the souls of men. Mm. All the fancy things you love so much are gone, they cry. The dainty luxuries and splendor that you prized will never be yours again. They're gone forever. So the merchants who have become wealthy by selling her these things will stand in a distance, fearing danger to themselves, weeping and crying. Now remember, this is all happening so fast. Seven, help me out, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven plagues. Alas, that great city, so beautiful, like a woman clothed in finest purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold and precious 
stones and pearls. In one moment, all the wealth of the city is gone. And all the ship owners and captains and the merchant ships and crews standing a, a long way off crying as they watch the smoke ascend. And they're crying over this and they're still involved in devil worship. They don't care about God. Where in the world is there another city such as this? And they'll throw dust on their heads in sorrow and say, Alas, alas, for the great city. She made us all rich with her great wealth. And now in a single hour, all is gone. That's why those who are down here that decide, you know, I don't want the mark of the beast. And some of them are finding out like right now. They, are, they probably said it. Tomorrow Babylon's gone. I guarantee you. You watch. We wake up. Babylon's going to be destroyed. You're kidding me. All of a sudden, uh, Babylon's been destroyed. But you, O heaven, rejoice over her fate. And O children of God and the prophets and apostles, for at last God has given judgment against her for you. Then a mighty angel, whew, you know, they all seem to be mighty. He picked up a boulder shaped like uh, a millstone, threw it in the ocean and shouted, Babylon, that great city shall be thrown away as I've thrown away this stone. She shall disappear forever. Never again will there be the sound of music. No more pianos, no more saxophones, trumpets, no industry of any kind ever exist, ever again exist there. And there will be no milling of the grain. Dark, dark will be her nights. Not even a lamp in a window will ever be seen again. No more joyous wedding bells and happy voices of the bridegroom and the brides. Her businessmen were known all over the world. Look at this. For she deceived all nations with her sorceries. And she was responsible for the blood of all the martyred prophets and the saints. Oh my. After this, I heard a vast shouting of a vast crowd. And I, I heard the, the shouting of a vast crowd. Now, here we are. This is in heaven. Hallelujah. And of course, I've sang these songs. But now you know why. I mean, Babylon just bit the dust. It, the books are closing. Oh my goodness. Jesus Christ. Remember what they're all afraid of? He's coming back. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. He's coming back. Thousand-year reign, all wrapped up here. We don't have but 22 chapters. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Salvation is from our God. Honor and authority belong to him. Notice this. Authority. He's getting it back. So says 1 Corinthians chapter 15. For his judgments are just and true. He's punished the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her sin and has avenged uh, uh, the murder of his uh, servants. I think that note there... Oh, see, th yeah. Now remember, your, your, your notes here are not scripture, but they, they do give you some information that you can think about. Literally, fornication. The word is used symbolically throughout the prophets for the worship of false gods. You'll see that in Isaiah. In, in, just, you look up there. I mean, they, they were committing adultery by going after other gods. They didn't want anything to do with Jesus. So that's why they refer to that as that. And some people worry, you know, oh my God, you know, I've... You know, I, I made some mistakes in high school, and oh my gosh, and, and you think you're going to go down with a great prostitute, or maybe somebody's been with a prostitute. <laughs> Judah was with a prostitute. There's a prostitute that was one of great, 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 great grandmothers of Jesus. Remember who that was? Rahab the harlot. One of our prophets, Habakkuk, I'm thinking, that's one of them. He was told, like Laura and I were talking about the other day, he was told to marry a prostitute. It's me, I'll never make it. <laughs> Even if you read the book of Revelation, just read it twice. You'll, you'll see, hey, that's not me. It isn't you. So again, uh, and again, their voices rang out, praise the Lord, the smoke of her burning ascends forever. Now, why are they so happy? Close the book on that clown. 
She was killing everybody. Then the 24 elders and the four living beings, remember they say, holy, holy, holy. Boy, they, they fell down and worshiped God who's sitting on the throne and said, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And out of the throne, there came a voice that said, praise our God, all you his servants, great and small and great who fear him. Then I heard what sounded like the shouting of a huge crowd or the waves of a hundred oceans crash. Can you make the sound of this? I've been down to Gulf Shores and you can hear those waves hit. And, and, it, and it's just like, well, we're near the ocean. I can hear it. It said a hundred. Praise the Lord for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. The song he sang all the time. That's where it come from. Let it let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory unto him. Here we go. Let us be glad and honor him for the time has come for the wedding banquet. Oh, whoa, of the lamb and his bride is prepared herself. It must be the church. Well, let's find out. She is permitted to wear the cleanest and whitest and fine linens. Fine linen represents the good deeds done by the people of God. The angel dictated the sentence to me. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the lamb and he added, God himself has stated this. Then I, <laughs> then I, he got so excited. He just, I'm going to worship this angel. I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said, no, don't. And if you'll see the quick response to that, that's because people were worshiping anything other than God. And he said, I don't, no, 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 don't worship me. Look at this. I am a servant of God. So that's what angels are. Well, we got some people you probably heard of, you know, as, and your Christian walk, and they just, uh, I remember growing up one time, some, some, some groups are just like, it's all about the angels, man. And some of them claim they talk to them and whatever. And anyway, here we go. For I am a servant of God just as you are, and as your brother Christians are, who testify of their faith in Jesus, worship God. The purpose of all prophecy and all that I have shown you is to tell about Jesus. Now I'm going to flip this to King James. But think about that. The purpose of all prophecy and all I've shown you is to tell about Jesus. Let me switch this right here. Look, it says, literally, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, of course, we could have looked at that in the King James and thought, okay, we'll just keep rolling. The idea is just to keep going. Catch what you can. The testimony of Jesus, okay. All about Jesus. The spirit of prophecy. Yeah, I get it. But boy, I sure like it right here. Hearing it this way, the purpose of all prophecy and all I've shown you, it's just like Phil had said when he asked a question to, oh, you know, what the guy's name is. He says, what do you think? What's your take on Jesus? You know, and he said, it's just Jesus. <laughs> That's right. It's nothing but Jesus. Then I saw heaven opened and a white horse. Uh-oh, who's this? Standing there and one sitting on the horse was named Faithful and True, the one who justly punishes and makes war. Okay. His eyes were like flames. Well, if we've been reading Revelation, we see him in chapter 1, chapter 2. Same description. His eyes were like flames. On his head were many crowns. A name was written on his forehead, and only he knew its meaning. He, look, notice this. He was clothed with garments dipped in blood. Yeah, his own blood. And his title, oh, now we know, is called the Word of God. It, matter of fact, if I punch that right there, that's what he's called in John's Gospel, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. Isn't it amazing? Wow. Well, we'll click it here just for fun. Literally, the Logos, as in John 1.1, 1, 1, the ultimate method of God revealing himself to man. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. 
Why well, wish we could get a hold of God? If you got his word, you got a hold of God. So glad. All right, here we go. The armies of heaven dressed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Well, we have every indication already. We're in that group. What's going to happen? Remember there, uh, Megiddo is waiting on him, Armageddon. In his mouth, he held a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He ruled them with an iron grip, and he trod the winepress of the fiercest of the wrath of Almighty God. On his robe and thigh was written this title, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Remember, he, he wasn't after it. He said, come away from them. Get away from her to whoever was down here. Anyway, <clears throat> then I saw an angel standing in the sunshine shouting to the loud birds. Whoa, I got a bunch of buzzards up there at the farm. It's really, man, they do a lot of cleaning. Come gather together for the supper of the great God. I'll point this out. Okay, so I was getting ready to bail. We, were, we had a little trouble, a little rain. But we figured out how to, I mean, my neighbor farmer told me, this is all you do. I already had my windrows, which is a line of hay. And it rained on them. But anyway, Randy told me, don't worry about it. He said, take the tether, which is like taking a woman, taking her hair and going, you just frizz. And it was so cool. It looks like a tornado behind me, just throwing up hay everywhere. And it dries out that afternoon. It'll dry out. So, but anyway, when we finally went out there about three o'clock, uh, we cranked our tractors up and I had the baler and he had the, Raker, he's raking again. He's ahead of me. And he had already turned way down this 600 yards away. He's coming back toward me, and I'm going this way. And I looked off in the distance, and it looked like aircraft carrier. I mean, it looked like, oh, oh, you know, some sort of uh, aircraft formations. These buzzards were on their way, Phil. Man, it was so funny. There were some low, there were some high, and they were all coming this way. They weren't doing this number. They heard our tractors crank up, and they're trying to pick off all the mice and whatever else that gets wiped out in those hay fields. So that's what's happening here. Come gather together for the supper of the great God. Come and eat the flesh of kings and captains, generals, horses, riders, and all humanity, both great, small, slave, and free. Then I saw, whoops, what do you see? Uh, then I saw the evil creature uh, gathering uh, the governments of the earth and their armies to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And like I say, there's going to be a lot of people here going, nah, I ain't part of that. You, you ain't going to win. I'm, <laughs> I ain't getting into that one. And the evil creature was captured. Oh, wait a minute. Where's the details? They, they, you know, remember it's a, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. See that? And they have no fear of God. Well, we'll take you on. <laughs> Not a chance. And the evil creature, creature was captured. And the false prophets who could do mighty miracles when the evil creature was present. That's what he said earlier. Okay. They were captured. Uh, knows what they did? Oh, when the, he could do these miracles and deceive. Anyway, when he was present, miracles all. Look at look how it says. It. Let me catch that verse again. And the evil creature was captured, and with him the false prophet who could do mighty miracles. When the evil creature was present, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the evil creature's uh, oh, uh, mark and who worshipped the statue. Notice who was deceived. All those who took the stupid mark. Both of them, the evil creature and the false prophet, were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. And their entire army, man, this thing didn't last long at all. They were wiped out. They were killed with a sharp sword in the mouth of the one riding on the white horse. And all the birds of heaven, oh my goodness, they were just gorged. Gorged. Then I saw an angel come from down from heaven with a key. I'm going to stop here. We'll catch a couple points here. Chapter 20. We'll leave us three for next week. Then, right when Megiddo's over with, 
I saw an angel come down from heaven uh, with the bottomless, uh, excuse me, with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon. Who's that? Keep reading. That old serpent, the devil, Satan. Pretty obvious. Bound him in a chain for a thousand years and threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked so that he could not fool the nations anymore. So you see who's behind it. The devil. Maybe like what Flip Wilson said, the devil made me do it. Well, if you actually read the scriptures, yeah. <laughs> he gets behind it. He really does, you know. We can beat it, you know, like God told Cain. Afterward, he's going to be released for a little while. Isn't that interesting? And I saw thrones sitting on them and those who had been given the right to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus, for proclaiming the word of God, and who had not worshipped. These were the people, I mean, he's thanking them. And oh, they're so glad, you know, whatever. They were, man, they were, man, they were the evangelists. They didn't worship the creature or his statue. They didn't accept his mark on their forehead or their hands. They had come to life again and were now, and they now reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Wow. Hmm. This was the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years that any blessed or holy are the ones who share in the first resurrection. Them and the second, the, the, for them, the second death holds no terrors. Look at this. They'll be priests of our, of our God and Christ, and they're going to reign with them a thousand years. When a thousand years are up, we'll pick it up next time. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you. You said if we'd read this, you'd bless us. So we thank you for it. And we know you bless us already, Lord. We know we got benefits with you. Praise the Lord. All because of you. You care about our bodies. So, Lord, fix us today if we're hurting anywhere in our bodies. Make us well so we can help testify to the world and just say, hey, Lord, you took care of me. Same thing financially, Lord. Do the same thing there, too. Keep us financially fit and well in Jesus' name. Keep, keep us prospering. It's so easy to tell people about Jesus and we can say, well, he's taking care of me. All my God supplies all our needs according to his riches and the glory by Christ Jesus. One of the fundamental things I learned about you, Lord. Lord, if it's some other problem, it doesn't matter. Great, small, whatever. Oh, Lord, get us out of any problem we may be facing. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to do this like we see in the scriptures, a time frame and just lay out and tell people what you've done in our lives as we tell them about the only Savior, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And the next, I mean, you're really right close. The next thing you're going to see is the, uh, oh, you'll see.